You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. We've got a lot in store for you today. Goldberg takes a trip to Charlotte and uh, meets up with Ray Everham and uh, tours the uh, Childress Motorsports Factory. So uh, he's going to touch on that. I go to Portland and test drive Ford Explorers. We do a little off-roading and some driving out there. And uh, and a little update from our friends at ProCharger about their new supercharger kit that you're going to want to check out. Uh, before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about Dodge. It's Dodge Performance Days, where we celebrate speed, power, and performance. And that new car smell gets replaced by the scent of burnt rubber with a Dodge Charger. And it's available best in class, 485 horsepower. All right, let's uh, let's get started. Oh, welcome to CarCast. I am Matt, the moderator, DeAndre, with Bill Goldberg calling in, and uh, we've got a lot of stuff to cover today. We'll try to get through it as best as we can. Of course, CarCast is brought to you by Zybar for better engine performance, horsepower, Fuel economy, a lower underhood temperature. Zybar is an ultra-thin high-temperature coating that reduces radiant heat by 90%. Put Zybar on. Take heat off. Learn more at Zycoat.com. Uh, all right. So um, we've got some cool stuff. I went, to, uh, I went to Oregon. I went to Portland, and I test drove the new Ford Explorer. It's part of their launch out there. Um, I'll get into some of that stuff. Bill traveled around as well, uh, drove some cars, took some tours. We'll get into that um, uh, in just a second. One thing I want to touch on real quick because it just happened this morning. My friends over at ProCharger sent me an email and they said, hey, we know you guys are into this kind of stuff. Um, uh, they know that I, I've got a pro charger on uh, on my uh, the Mustang, the Cobra that I'm putting together. And they said – uh, you know, as we get up, you know, we talk about how we're going to get into the SEMA show pretty soon. And pretty much I, I we anticipate that show floor being full of like the new Toyota Supras and the Jeep Gladiator. And uh, they said that they've already developed a supercharger kit for the Gladiator. It It's uh, it the, the Jeep Gladiator is 285 horsepower stock at the crank and their uh, their stage one. Uh, their first version of their Pro Charger kit. It's a seven pound. It's a seven psi system. It has an air to air intercooler in the front. Um, it uh, and it's completely reversible. You can put the supercharger on, and then when you need to, you can take the entire kit off. There's no modifications to the vehicle at, at all. In theory, if you leased it or you wanted to sell it stock, you can put the whole kit on, take the whole kit off. It goes from 285 horsepower stock to 425 with the Pro Charger. That adds about 140 horsepower in the base 7 PSI kit. That's pretty cool. I'm excited to to check that out. The, the photos they sent me look good, good packaging on the kit. I'll try to get a video or something of it as well. Um, they're supposed to be getting uh, – getting for us exclusively so i'll put it up on our social media but i like this already be appetizing to a lot of people oh yeah i mean the gladiator is going to be kind of cool but you know throwing a little throwing an extra 140 horsepower and i bet it's badass i don't know who's going to turn that one down (laughs) (laughs) right yeah uh uh, i've got their uh the kit that i've all custom modified and everything but i'm I'm, i like their stuff a lot and uh 
uh, we're this is just scratching the surface of what we're going to see at SEMA, I'm sure. But uh, uh, anyway, that's that's out. That's new. Um, I think you can contact a ProCharger sales team and they'll they'll get you hooked up and tell you how to get it or when to get it and all that kind of stuff. So if anybody's getting a Gladiator, you want a little extra power, check them out. Um, all right. So, Bill, man, you were uh, – uh, Last time we spoke, you hit your head, and the two days later, you got on a plane and and, yeah. and flew to Charlotte. So, I guess. Dude, don't do as I say, not as I do. Uh, uh, don't get a concussion. Fly sixteen hours, and four days later, you know, get off a plane and, uh, and get right back on one and go across the country. But you know, uh, duty calls, man. You gotta you gotta keep keep motoring. Have the ever ready bunny. Yeah, where did you go? I went to Charlotte. Went to Charlotte. Did a little intel for. Uh, uh, Buddy of a buddy of a buddy, uh, Peter Berg's putting a uh, NASCAR movie together, and uh, to make an extremely long story short, my stamp on it is that uh, the authenticity will be spot on, hopefully, and uh, I just opened some doors, and we got a little little tour action from Mr. Ray Everham, and uh, he's so great. Wonderful boys, uh, Mr. Mr. Childress uh, gave us a couple minutes, and uh, got the got the five cent tour around the place and, and just, just had a ball, man. You know, anytime you can rub shoulders with the boys who race, uh, race, turn and laugh every weekend, you know, it's, it's cool, man. They're, they're salt of the earth. It's, uh, Mooresville, North Carolina, you know, he just about everything out there. So it's, it was a wonderful trip. Yeah. Peter Berg. I like where this guy's gone with his career. I remember seeing him in that cheesy ski movie way back in the day. And, uh, <laughs> And uh, he was kind of the comic relief in this ski movie. And and then he's turned himself into this huge director, just doing like uh, a lot of Mark Wahlberg stuff, Mile 22, Patriot's Day, Deepwater Horizon. Um, he produces Ballers, um, just, uh, you know, Lone Survivor, which I really liked, um, Battleship, which I didn't really like. <laughs> but what are you going to do? Um, he's, he's like one of the guys behind Friday Night Lights, the show, you know, everything. I think he directed Hancock with Will Smith and uh, – uh, oh, The Rundown with The Rock. A lot of stuff. Man. Yeah, a lot, he did The Rundown. great action stuff. The Rundown with The Rock is kind of like one of the, the Rock's first like standalone kind of movies. And, you know, that, that did a lot for him. Um, I don't know. The guy's the – guy's, the guy's fantastic. I like what he's doing, and he's just producing. Those are the few things that he's directed. He's just producing and producing. So, so you're saying Peter Berg is Berg is uh, kind of snooping around, fishing out the idea of maybe doing a NASCAR movie. We don't know if it's going to happen or not. I'm sure there's all sorts of funding and, and studios and whatever. But uh, well, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Well, it seems like with um, if if it's Peter Berg, it's going to happen. <laughs> um, but uh, but you're saying this isn't a Talladega Nights. This is not a comedy. <laughs> yeah, we we did, we heard that. Me? You know, they the the two guys that he sent, you know, on his behalf, must have uttered that five to ten thousand times just to preface <laughs> the type of information we're trying to get. They were trying to get from from people down there, whether it be you know Mr. Childress or whether it be. Uh, you know Ray Everham uh, or Kurt Busch. It's it's they they wanted to make sure that people understood that it was fine to open the door and let them behind the scenes because they were going to do the the, the the content justice. And uh, Talladega Nights just kept uh, being a reference. 
not not a positive one. <laughs> it was uh, right. It was a bad. It was badass. Just hey, just to get the tour and and uh, to be able to see some of the stuff that we saw, whether it be you know Bush's stuff or whether it be all our Earnhardt stuff back in the day, or whether it be Everham's you know killer collection, which he's down one vehicle and I'm up another vehicle. Unfrickin' fortunately, because every time I go around somebody like that and they've got stuff in in the process of of you know getting stamped as a project uh, I, I i seem to acquire something else but that's that's a different discussion and uh, yeah you keep buying cars hey honey, you have I to an, hey honey i bought another vehicle <laughs> right yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and oh, this is God. this is why you have to keep getting back in the ring every couple of years you keep walking by that garage <laughs> yeah well yeah yeah people may say that but yeah yeah that have, they may have something to do with it they have something to do with it for continuing to continuing to so you've got you've got a couple buddies that uh or potentially would be working on this film stunt driving producing whatever and they they reached out and they said you know they know you well they know your your car background they know what you're into they know you've done a bunch of work for for NASCAR over the years and they said we we need to take a look. We need to like get a little bit of a tour of of Charlotte. Like we need to get into some of these race teams. We need to talk to some of these guys. But we don't want to like we don't want to like buy the general admission ticket. We need we need to get some real stories here. Something to well, really yeah, get that the was that was my two cents on it. You know, Matt Kutcher, the owner of Stunts and uh, Spect- Spectrum Stunts and Special Effects. Mm-hmm. You know, does all of, does does a majority of Berg's movies, and he. Uh, it's that's his wheelhouse and and, and it, it as much as it is it's not and so he reached out to me and my suggestion was hey man you know put the put the, the five dollar you know general public tours to the side and let's make some phone calls and, and let's get the skinny on some behind the scenes info and let's cut to the chase and if you want to do it right then, then these are the people you need to talk to so um that's that's that that's what happened, man. And uh, it was a wonderful experience, and, and and it's good to know that they're really doing their homework, and it's good to know that they care enough about uh, either the past of NASCAR or the present of NASCAR, and that you know it might be a, a boost in the arm, you know, put more seats and more more people in the seats and more interest to the to the sport. Um, if something was compelling out there that uh, depicted the, the, the sport and the culture in the proper way. And you you went and uh, toured uh, Childress Racing, Childress Motorsport, whatever. Yeah, yeah. What's it that was, facility it was like? Awesome. It was awesome. That's the first time I'd been over there. You know, we, we were going to do, uh, um, we were going to go to, uh, where else were we, we going to go? Um, uh, it's a hell of a facility, remember. right? Yeah. Anyway, so uh, uh, that was second on the list, and I that was the, the the one place I hadn't gone, so that moved up to first on the list, and 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 that tour was was awesome. <laughs> it was it was great, man. Just to see all the Earnhardt's old cars, not to not to mention the stories behind, you know, seemingly each and every one of them we walked next to, so. Now he has a, a he has a museum there. I haven't been there either. Yeah. There's basically a full museum. And then there's the 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 active race shop. Yeah, and there's a you know the part of the museum is a shop that you know kind of had the 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 lights turned off when 
you know, he had his accident and then it was turned on and, you know, years later and things were really hadn't been changed or moved. And, you know, it's been kept the way that it, that it, it stood back in the day. And it's, it's a, it's a step back in time. And like I said, to, to hear some of the stories, you know, I've heard a hell of a lot of stories from a lot of people, but you know, all of these were new to me. So, um, I think it really opened the eyes to these quote unquote Hollywood type, mm-hmm. although these guys weren't really Hollywood type. Um, it, it gives them a, a different perspective, a blue collar perspective on a on a culture that uh, means a lot in the South and means a lot to a lot of people. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I hope there's enough people involved, like the people that are involved in filmmaking. I hope that it translates to the writers and the director when you have the stunt guys and stuff go up. And, and it's funny because. I had an opportunity to uh, to chat with Sylvester Stallone about uh, about his movie. Um, uh, what's the hell the name of that indie movie that he did? About the indie movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why I'm blanking on it, but um, Driven. That was Driven. Driven. And I talked to him about that a little bit. Um, we were we were just at an event together and uh, and we got to sit down and have a cocktail for like like two hours. He's such an interesting dude, such a storyteller. Everybody thinks of him being on screen in the movies, but such a writer, director, storyteller. And, and the guy that you can look straight in the eyes when you talk to him. I absolutely can. I don't know about you, but I certainly can. Um, and, uh, and like, I don't know what he's like to work with, but, but sitting down and having a cigar and a drink with him is fantastic. And I've had the opportunity, very fortunate to have the opportunity to do this a couple of times with him. Um, like, like an hour and a half, two hours at a time. And he told me about that movie and I was like, dude, driven, come on, come on. And he goes, Oh, he goes, that movie, was that had full Formula One buy-in. That movie was like, he's like, that was a like a gritty, authentic F1 movie. And I was like, okay, not to be rude, but what happened? <laughs> and he yeah. said, he said, the studio brought in a different director. I forgot who, like Rennie Harlan or something. And he just kind of Hollywooded it up. And he just like, to the point where F1 was like, F this, we're out. We don't want to do it. This movie's a piece of shit. But it was out of Stallone's control at that point. He he had it. He was producing it, and he had it done. He 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 wrote the script. He pitched F one. They love what was going on, and then the studio kind of got a hold of it. They tried to turn it into you know to you know to a Rocky, basically something too big, something a little you know I don't know, sort of a Rambo s type of something too too summer blockbustery. And and then they brought in like a Rennie Harlan, and it turned into I think he's the director. I can't say who I, for sure. I don't remember, but um, they brought him in, and it kind of just got changed up, and it turned into like girls, you know, like like uh, you know grid girls with the umbrellas, and you know like fast shots of of, of the girls' butts as they walking around, and then F one's like we don't want to do this, and it turned into like an indie movie, like an indie car movie. And at the time, I think they were going through a transition. They felt like they needed the promotion, and and <clears throat> anyway, that's that's kind of how when there's too many cooks in the kitchen, you can r- ruin something that's was potentially very good to start with. You know? Oh, my God, yes. And, question, and we just hope that it doesn't happen with this. And you never know because, yeah. like you said, so many, you know, the thing could be, uh, could be written, directed, shot, 
and then the way they edit it, it could change the entire movie. So, I mean, you're right. And, hope that, and you uh, don't know what's going to happen. What I, they originally planned. I like that Peter Berg's involved. I'm hoping for more of a lone survivor, a little less of battleship. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but I do like his sense of humor and stuff that he's doing, like on Ballers, and that's very successful for HBO and 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 uh, and The Rock on you know um, as well. And I think he always has like a, a recurring character. I think he's one of the coaches on one of the teams or something on that show. Um, but uh, it sounds like a good trip. And you got to speak with Ray Everham as well, right? Because I love that guy. He's so charismatic. He's such a great interview. And it just makes me think, oh, man, we got to get him on the show. We got to talk to him at SEMA or something because he's... Oh, he'll he'll do it anytime. He's Ray's, really good. Ray's a wonderful human being. He, he you know, that's, that's the staple of, of 99.9% of these NASCAR guys is they're just great dudes. And God forbid, sit down and, and get them to start talking about, you know, the past mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because they got some stories that will just make your gut explode. It's, it's, it's wonderful. And, and, you know, just the, the knowledge that they've got, you know, and the collections that they have. I mean, I was just in heaven, man. I mean, any car guy is going to be in heaven. But to look at, you know, Elliot's, you know, cars and and look at look at uh Everham's personal collection and all the wing cars that he's restoring right now. And, um, it, it's, it's a really cool deal, man. It's, it's a step back in time. And a lot of these guys, um, whether it's Bush, a lot of the drivers, a lot of the, a lot of the crew guys, a lot of the crew chiefs and a lot of the, the veterans, the retired guys, this is what they do, man. It's their passion. It was what they did back in the day, but it's not something that they change, you know, so to go to color from shop to shop to shop and just look at not only the new technology and the race cars that's going on, but the, the old stuff that's, that's, that's being worked on and fabricated in the back. It's, it's bitching and it's, yeah, it is horsepower heaven, man. That sounds like so much fun. I'm glad you got to go out there. Um, and then on the other complete other side of the coin, uh, Matt takes me to his, uh, McLaren dealer. And uh, we preface that with a little bit of breakfast, and then we go over to the dealership, and he can't go because he he just flew out because the Game 7 of the Stanley Cup was in Boston, and he owns the Boston McLaren dealership. And uh, so he sent us to his right-hand man at the Charlotte dealership, and we went down there, and you know they treated Matt you know like gold because I think he's purchased three of them in the past. <laughs> and uh i just wanted to see uh number one if i could fit and number two you know the difference in, in the models that they had and i ended up taking the 720 out and uh it was it was larger uh dimension wise interior wise than i think the the 600 or the the what is the other the one the five the, there's a 570 and a 650 and uh, i think the 600 lt and then the 720 yeah, the I, I want to ask you about uh, smaller because it's more of a race car, but long story short again, man, it, it, I took it out. Matt and I took it out and it was a, you know, completely different visceral feeling. Um, that car is nuts. It was, it was awesome. You just had one for a while. So you yeah, know exactly it, what I'm talking about. It, and it actually takes a couple days to get comfortable in that car because it can get scary. It's rear wheel drive. It's got a, it's, it's got an incredible amount of power. It sounds fantastic, but it can it can uh it can definitely make the hair on the back of your neck stand up 
uh, for sure. So it takes a it takes a little bit more than a test drive, I think, to really start to enjoy that car. Um, but uh, so the seven twenty, you know, fit in it. I don't know. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> Quite a bit in the very short period of time. You know me. Yeah, uh, it was awesome. But you're, you're you're completely correct. Whether it be you know lifting the front end up, you know going up to a speed bump, or you know there's so there's so much technology in that vehicle. You you got to really sit with it for you know a couple like a, I would say like a week probably to get yeah, really do. comfortable to where you could sit back and and relax enough to let the car you know, do what it's meant to do. I mean, the thing is just absolutely technologically superior to anything that I've driven in, you know, in a while, but, you know, and, and I pull it back in and then the used, uh, sports car, you know, trade in lot, mm -hmm. um, they've got a, a, a Hellcat charger first car right there. So, and I look at it and, and, uh, I mean, let's be perfectly honest. They're, they're not comparable, but they are comparable because, you know, as, as cool as the McLaren is, um, you know, it's not violent like the Dodge, my Dodges are. Right. It's a completely different feeling. It's, it's, and you know the difference. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's not refined by any stretch of imagination in comparison, but that's what makes it so damn cool in its own right. So, yeah. Um, it was, it was cool to get to drive one. A little while and uh how do you fit I, in you the know, 720 i was disappointed to, you know to hear that the gt that's coming out yeah the dimension wise the cockpit is extremely similar to the 720 you know they're touting it to be a larger car a gt a car that you can take around town or take on a trip the only reason why they're flipping saying that is because you can put a golf bag in the back instead of a pair of shoes <laughs> yeah so, that was disheartening to find that one out. But, you know, you, you never know. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to sit in a GT when it comes in and try. And see. Yeah, just to see. I mean, I their, their thing these days is like, oh, you know, you can get into some of these supercars and somebody 6'3 can fit in. 6'3, sure. But if you're 6'3 <laughs> and 210 pounds, you know. Uh, yeah. You know. The uh, shoulders are the problem. That's and the, and that's the, the thing. And, and in those cars, especially, it, it is a kind of a snug seat, and uh, and they got the, the the driver and the passenger sitting closer together. It's a very thin, like center console going on, so you guys can sit closer together to get more of that weight to the center of the car. That's the way that's designed. It's cool, but um, uh, you know. But right, like for guys like me, it's very it's very easy to get into that car and and drive it. But the shoulder room gets to be tight. You would think that the GT would be designed to to accommodate a little bit more, a sort of a broader spectrum of person. So maybe maybe it's a little bit roomier shoulder wise. We're not sure. I don't know. We'll see. Be be curious to find out. Um, I hope so. We shall see. It's, it's hopefully it'll be worth the wait. Uh, all right, so let me tell you guys a little bit, little bit about Continental Belts. Of course, you can uh, if you think of all the weird things that you find in cars. I'm not just talking about French fries or melted crayons. I'm talking about live snakes, bizarre trinkets, stuff that makes you wonder about folks. And another thing that'll make you wonder, but in a good way, are Continental Belts. I bet you didn't know that they're OE and millions of Dodge, Chrysler, Ford, BMW, VW, and GM vehicles. 
And Continental has launched their aftermarket Multi-V belt, the belt with the OE pedigree. It's their OE technology series of belts. These belts are fanatically engineered for perfect fit, form, and function for 98% of the vehicles on the road in the U.S. and Canada. It's a Continental OE technology series Multi-V belts, the belt with the OE pedigree. To get the full story, go to oetechnologyseries.com. And check that out. So, uh, so I went on a trip and uh, went to um, Ford. Uh, Ford invited me up to uh, to Portland. We went out. I went out and stayed at this lodge. I don't know about forty five minutes outside the city, and uh, they had a bunch of these uh, new Ford Explorers, the twenty twenty Ford Explorer. This is such an important uh, car for Ford, right? They basically invented the SUV with the Explorer. And uh, the previous Explorer that was out was like a big shift, and everyone's like, oh, look at the new design. It looks like a little baby Range Rover. And, uh, uh, and you know, it was good, but um, they they needed to – if this is going to be such an important car for them or continue to be an important car for them and get big sales, they needed to make some revisions. They needed to put some, some investment into it, um, and I'm happy to say that they did. Uh, the big news is – it is no longer front-wheel drive. It is rear-wheel drive or all-wheel drive. Those are the options. So that's good. The rear-wheel drive, um, for obvious reasons, control and things like that, but also allows it to tow a little bit more um, as well. So uh, there's a few options when it comes to that. Um, they uh, they invited me out there, and we got to um, spend the day driving – uh, I got to spend a day driving a couple different versions of it, and then I wanted to to go and visit Portland. I don't know why. I don't know how, but I've never been to Portland. I wanted to go and visit Portland. So I went there. I stayed there for a few days and toured the city, and Ford was nice enough to say, hey, if you're going to be here for a few days, take one of our vehicles, drive to Portland, have some fun while you're out there, and just uh, drop it off at the airport on the way back. And I said, great. That sounds awesome. So um, we started the day off with uh, with uh, hitting the off-road track. Um, I got into uh, – actually, I think I got into uh, – I started off in the – there's three engine options. There's a 2.3-liter base model. It's 300 horsepower. It's an EcoBoost four-cylinder. Um the next step is the three liter EcoBoost, which is 365 horsepower. That's a turbo V6 engine. There is a hybrid. Now, the hybrid is 3.3 liter naturally aspirated six cylinder, but with the electric motors, it's 318 horsepower. So it fits right in between the two. The 2.3 liter is 300 horsepower. The hybrid's 318. The EcoBoost is 365. And then you get into. Uh, an Explorer ST, uh, which is 400 horsepower, and that's their sportier version, which um, I got to drive as well. So I started off with uh, – I believe I started off with the uh, – uh, it wasn't the hybrid. Now that I'm thinking about it, um, we might have done a lap in uh, in the EcoBoost uh, like platinum or limited edition EcoBoost, uh, 365 horsepower, all-wheel drive. We did a lap around the off-road course, and then I got into the hybrid version, and I want to try that as well. So I got into a hybrid, all-wheel drive, and it's kind of neat the way they had it set up out there is uh, you you put it in – you 
you start rolling out, you put it in hill descent mode, and you go down a very steep hill. The vehicle in hill descent mode basically does everything for you. You just you just basically you can sit Indian style at this point. I don't know if I'd recommend it, but you basically sit Indian style and uh, no foot on the gas or the brake, and it it does everything for you. Monitors traction, power, braking, um, and it was fantastic going down the hill. And then you just get on the gas a little bit and you go up a big hill. Um, and, uh, uh, got into the dirt a little bit, got on a pretty big angle. I think we hit 25, 26 degrees on an angle. Some people were hitting more than that. It feels like it's going to tip over when you're in it. It feels like it's going to tip over. And then you see a video of it outside the vehicle. You're like, yeah, it doesn't look like much at all. <laughs> it's always one of those things where you're like being in it feels way more intense than, than watching it on the outside. Um, but it's got a pretty good angle to it. And then you sort of forge through some water. I don't know, a foot or two, I don't know, two feet of water, something like that. Um, and it was interesting because uh, I don't know how you plan on using an Explorer, what people are doing. Most people are just going to drive it around and never go in the dirt um, or anything. But the hybrid version and the other versions are designed to do the exact same things on-road and off-road for the most part. Uh, the 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 battery in the hybrid version is tucked up very high, um, the same level of the gas tank. It's completely sealed. So we went through the water and everything on the hybrid vehicle, no problems at all. So uh, uh, it was very cool to do that stuff. We don't get to do much off-roading out here. Like, you know, like you've heard us say before, when we get a vehicle, uh, a, a Raptor or something like that, I'm just driving it up on sidewalks and jumping curbs and things like that. That's about as off-road as we get over here. Um, but you don't get to test things like angle approach. And when you're forging through water, the rocks are loose underneath. And how does the traction do that? How does it, you know, how does the vehicle uh, get traction while it's going through? So um, it was fun to check that out. I will, I will tell you this. So I took the car out and I wanted to get some good photos of it. And I tried to get up, up into a hill someplace when I drove into Portland at the top of a mountain um, with mountains in the background. And uh, one of the vehicles I was driving was the rear-wheel drive hybrid. Um, and to get to where I needed to go to take the photo, I needed to, like, go through some dirt and, and drive over a curb and over a sidewalk and park the car. It's all for the photo. This is all just for the photo. And um, if you're going in any kind of dirt or anything, get all-wheel drive. Two-wheel drive sucked. <laughs> and at one point, the vehicle got stuck and it was spinning the tires and I couldn't get it loose. I had to like back it out and get some speed going and and get it through the dirt and up the hill and over the sidewalk and back into the street. Everyone was looking at the park. I was at a park and everyone was like walking and jogging and walking their dogs. And they're like, what is this guy doing? I'm like, just back it up. I'm going to hit the gas. I'm going to jump the curb. And uh, uh, it worked. It's fine. But don't even waste your time. If you're going to go to any type of dirt, just get the all-wheel drive version. That's why they make it. It has uh, all I can all I can tell you is this: you you bitch and moan, <laughs> and these manufacturers bitch and moan about. Oh, Goldberg lives so far away; <laughs> we can't get him a vehicle. Well, you know what? If anybody's got a vehicle with balls, they're going to get it down here because I don't have to jump little curbs. <laughs> I got thirty acres of wilderness out here that I can, you know, jump jumps. 
Yeah, and, uh, you, you need the to try one of these. The vehicles, the vehicles, you know, need to put be put through if they're built like that. So you, you need to try <clears> one of these. Much. You need to try in the in the and you need to try the all wheel drive version. Doesn't matter to me if it's the hybrid or whatever, because when you put it in the hill descent mode and the trail mode. Uh, and and the different modes, it's very good. It's very smart. I will say it is is probably more capable off road than the average city dwelling SUV that's out there. Um, I don't know that it's full size Range Rover, and it's certainly not Raptor, but um, uh, but it did very well um, uh, on the off road circuit. So it was fun to, to try that. Um, and, and we did some more with it as well. First, uh, let me tell you guys about uh, uh, a little bit about Zycoat. Heat is the enemy of speed. Zybar is a revolutionary high temp coating. It dissipates heat and increases performance of manifolds, headers, exhaust, turbos, and intakes. You've heard us talk about Zybar before. Zygar, Zybar coats the metal surface and it doesn't allow it to absorb heat. On an, on an uncoated stock components, the hot gas heats up the metal and increases back pressure on the exhaust, causing reduced engine performance, not to mention it really kind of heats up the engine compartment. Um, and uh, Zybar increases horsepower and torque, reduces the metal surface and underhood temperatures. And for you listeners who aren't your DUI wires or don't have the facilities in-house to do this kind of stuff, Zycoat has uh, has a coding services program. You just go to Zycoat.com, click on coding services, and Zycoat will, cart- will coat your parts for you. You just send it in. They'll give it a good sandblasting or media blasting or whatever it needs and uh, and completely coat everything, drop it in the mail, send it back to you. Um, in the U.S., there's about a two-week or less turnaround, so it's pretty good. Um, although I've, I spoke to these guys. I called them. I reached out to them, and I said, what if you're in New Zealand or Australia or Italy or anywhere? And they said, call them up. They'll make arrangements and get it done. Anywhere in the world, send your parts in. They'll coat it and, uh, and take care of it for you. So uh, check them out. Um, so I did the off-road program in this, um, and uh, it was fun. And then uh, I walked over to the four people, and I was like, hey, I want to tow some shit. <laughs> and uh, and I heard one of the four goes, four ladies go, did he just say he wanted to tow some shit? I was like, yeah. She's, she laughed. She's like, all right. So they had a, they had a trailer hooked up to, uh, <laughs> to one of the uh, – to one of the uh, explorers and uh, took it out and drove it around and towed it around and went up by a big dam and and uh, uh, I went in the dirt as well and and towed it there to see how it worked and it was fantastic. I want to say it tows something like fifty six hundred pounds. Um, the hybrid versions maybe tows about five thousand pounds. It's a little bit less, um, but. Uh, uh, it was fantastic. I I, I I don't see any reason why you couldn't just load a car onto a trailer and be able to tow that around when you need to. I mean, if you're going to go across the country, maybe you want to step up to something bigger or or more of a dedicated tow rig if that's what it's going to be. But um, I felt like it worked great. It was it was it was fun to do. We don't tow a lot of stuff over here, but it was fun to check that out. Um, I'm sure uh, I'm sure your wife Wanda would be interested to see. Uh, to tow stuff. This is why we got to send the trucks to you guys. So you can go in the dirt on your ranch and then tow some stuff around and and then give us sort of the real test. It's nice that Ford set this up for us to to kind of get a a sampling of of, of all these things. But um, I think uh, the stuff that we towed was in the uh, was in the EcoBoost uh, all wheel drive version of the Explorer. 
Um, well, I have to say that uh, Wanda's <clears throat> on the sidelines on injured reserve, uh, same as myself. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. The Goldbergs had an interesting Father's Day weekend. Uh, she uh, had a little accident with her horses and uh, received 20, I think, 23 stitches in oh, her God. on her finger. Ouch. <clears throat> so you can imagine, look at your finger and imagine... 24 stitches on that little thing. Well, hers is about half the size. Yeah. Well, not mine. So, yeah, not half pretty, the size of mine. pretty gnarly. <laughs> but yeah, you have little baby hands too. So. <laughs> now, wait, um, you got seven stitches in your head? She got 20 something in her finger? Yeah, yeah. I My injury went right out the window and I went to I went into nurse mode. But she's she's much tougher than I am. So she is a tough she cookie. Really, she didn't really need me. So yeah, she won't be driving anything like that uh, anytime soon. Man, well, I hope she's okay. I hope you I both do. are okay. Well, we just shake it off and move on to the next. Just move on to the next. And, thing. and hey, you know, just to just to provide you with a little more entertainment while you were going through that awesome story, uh, you know, about driving that that truck on that prepared course. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dog took a shit. And uh, I was cleaning it up. So. <laughs> uh, uh, so just for you listeners out uh, there, just a nice little cheap giggle. It's uh, a ranch uh, life. You, Matt. Uh, yeah, I wish I was in. <laughs> I wish I was in the studio. Oh man, we. <laughs> I, I. So the other the other vehicle I tested while I was out there was uh was the was the ST, and this one I liked. Obviously, we go a little bit more sporty over here. And the Explorer ST is four hundred horsepower. Um, it's got a sportier suspension. Uh, it's got the bigger brakes on it, um, and it was fun. This is the one that I got to take out pretty much for like uh, the half the day, and and that sounds more like it. Yeah, just throw it through the canyons and try the sport mode, and uh, it's got the blacked out trim on it. It's got the blacked out wheels, and uh, um, the off roading stuff was fun. We don't do much of that here, and uh, uh, and and the towing was fun, but. For me, it's like, what what are you going to get? And it's funny because I was talking to the Ford guys, and they're like, oh, yeah. It's like, we've got the upgraded packages. He's like, if you want to track this thing, he's like, let's just put on some track uh, brake pads, and this thing is fantastic. He's like, you know, they're a little too much brake dust. I was like, wait a minute. You said track? You said track the thing? It's a seven-passenger SUV? And he's like, yeah. We tested on the track, and I was like, oh, okay, I, I kind of dig that. I kind of like that. I like that they're doing that. Um, trying to keep up with the track hawk. And uh, yeah, they're kind of they are. I mean, it's not it's not really meant to be one of the big sort of like balls out SUVs. It's not an X five M or a, or a Trackhawk or you know, it's four hundred horsepower. It's four hundred. I don't know, eighteen four hundred nineteen pound. They have torque. to say they can play in the space. That's all. They just wanted sort of a sportier version. Um, you know, does it compete with just like an SRT? Uh, 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 Durango, maybe, maybe somewhere along the lines of that, and and of course it's it's the EcoBoost motor, so it's going to be you know for four or five hundred dollars you can throw a tune on it, you can throw an exhaust on it, and who knows you're probably getting you know from four hundred horsepower you're probably getting about four sixty or so depending on your octane of fuel and 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 I I tell you like I was throwing that thing around and uh, more feedback in the steering. Um, the brakes were good. And, uh, and you know, because I'm, I'm out at this lodge outside of Portland and, and uh, uh, driving through the mountains. And first, the other thing is this, is 
I don't know if it's all of Portland or all of Oregon or whatever, but the roads out there are so much better than the shit we got out here. Just on the way here, I was driving this car. I'll tell you guys about next time. I'm driving the Infinity Q60, and I'm on the 405, and I'm like, what a terrible, shitty road. Just bumps and all kinds of crap. Uh, it, and out there, the roads were fantastic, and maybe that's why they want you to test vehicles out there because it was great. It was smooth. It was quiet. Um, the scenery was fantastic. It couldn't have been more picturesque. And uh, uh, I was out there with a friend, and and I've never been, and she's like, I feel like I've been here before. And I was like, oh, really? She's like, yeah, there's an alpaca farm. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, we've got to go there. So I'm going to post some pictures. Uh, we we just rolled up into like somebody's ranch, and this woman comes out. She's so nice, and she's like, "Hey, welcome to my alpaca farm." She's like, "Come meet the family," and she's like, "This is Lucky. He's famous. He was attacked by a mountain lion, and he survived. And now we have watchdogs." And and then I was like, "Oh, we're just test driving Ford Explorer." She's like, "Oh, well, why don't you drive the Ford Explorer around? Come over here into the grass area, and we'll take photos with the alpacas." <laughs> and I was like, "I'm definitely doing that." It was so much fun. She was such a sweetheart. Um, I'm going to post photos of that, and I'm going to tag them so you guys know where it is. You should go up there. It was such a good time. Uh, so I'm sure we're the only ones up there that have uh, photos of of the explorers with alpacas. Um, and, uh, they were, they were fantastic. And she's got, um, she's got uh, a little gift shop there. Where they she make all kinds of stuff. Alpaca stuff. I guess you make alpaca. It's made out of, it's all made out of alpaca hair. Yeah, that's what it is. It's all alpaca stuff. She's got a bunch of, boy, I don't know what's going on with alpacas, but everyone there was knocked up. There was like six pregnant ones. I was like, geez. You you spent too much time there. I, I guess so. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Let me tell you a little bit about Geico. Everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off your dry cleaning. You pick up some milk. Maybe write a new ad copy. Well, you can save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list, and you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. Just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding you can do today. Most rewarding to do you can do today. Check out uh, <laughs> Geico.com. Yeah. It's been, it's been like three years of reading that one. So um, oh, uh, man. I mess around with it. So anyway, good good Explorer stuff. I think you guys are going to like it. It's it's the right size vehicle in the sense that it's, it's that mid-size, three-row, uh, you know, seven-seat um, – uh, the ones we were driving were mostly um, six seats because the, the middle row has like two captain's chairs, which slide forward and back to get to the rear seats, or you can go through the middle. Um, now, I didn't drive a Platinum Edition. I drove an ST. I drove a Limited. I drove the base model. I drove the hybrids. I didn't drive the Platinum. And I'll say that uh, all kinds of features in the car were great. But when you start getting into the pricier versions, it still felt a little like you know, it could be a little bit more leather and it could be a little less plastic, um, you know, but maybe the Platinum Edition has that. And, you know, the, the, you know, the black leather is nice, but it just bleeds into the plastic so much. It's difficult to know where one starts and the other one stops. And the dash has got this soft, tough touch, you know, uh, material on it, which is which is OK. But 
I don't know, maybe a different color interior to accent some of that leather, just to class it up. I, I guess in theory, if you wanted to, to go to a really luxury version, just step up to the Lincoln Aviator because that thing is f- fantastic as well. And the technology is there and it has a little bit more power. Um, the hybrid version, uh, the combination of battery and 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 conventional gas engine, um, they say you can get up to 500 miles in one trip, let's say between the between the the battery and uh, the electric motors and the gas engine, five hundred miles. I drove the hybrid, and I wasn't getting uh, I wasn't getting quite that much. I think it's because uh, a lot of of highway driving, and uh, and it doesn't take advantage of 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 the uh, the electric motors as much you got to do more city driving and more braking to 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 charge it more and things like that so i don't know i got i got significantly less but um but if you plan it right you can uh, you can do it and when you when you get on the brakes it'll tell you it gives you a score it'll say hey you know you've achieved 98% braking efficiency you know the charging efficiency through braking so it's kind of a fun little game you can play um, the CarPlay stuff worked great. There's there's two options. There's a big screen. There's a little screen. I got the chance to try them both. I thought they were both fine. I don't even know if you need the big screen, um, but uh, I like that it is there as an option. The, the smaller screen seemed fine to me. And you can plug your phone in and do the, uh, the CarPlay stuff. But in the front of the armrest, there's like a slot. And if you want, if you're just getting in and you're going to run some errands, you can get in there, throw your phone into that little slot, and it's it's got a charging pad. You don't need to plug anything in or anything. So you can just like I was I was driving around with a friend. We had two phones, so uh, uh, we plugged one phone in for the Apple CarPlay, and then I just threw my phone on and it did that that charging pad, and I didn't have to plug anything up or anything. So that's kind of a neat feature as well. Um, uh, some some cool stuff, you know, definitely some cool stuff. Uh, all right, so that's what we got. Um, Ooh, sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we're wrapping up anyway. And before we do, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about Dodge. There's no better time to celebrate speed, power, and performance than during Dodge Performance Days. So hurry in and replace that new car smell with the scent of burnt rubber. Be sure to check out uh, those Dodge vehicles. Um, all right. So let's see. Did we missing anything? Got everything pretty much covered oh, man. for now. There's there's uh, there's always more, but uh, you know, hey, I, I think we did a nice gamut of information. I mean, we could sit and talk about our car projects, but uh, we can save that till next time. Let's do that next week, and we got to get a little update on your military vehicle. Have you guys started on that? Have you been putting the plan together? We're gonna have to get into that next time. You got it, man. Oh we'll man, next time for sure. Um, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, you can check us out at carcastshow.com. If you like the show, a nice little rating on iTunes always helps. You can follow me at Motorator. I am on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I posted uh, a video up on Instagram and all the social media. You can see us uh, of, uh, driving the uh, the Explorer a little bit on that off-road course. I'll get some more posted. I'll post some alpacas because they're fun. And uh, and check out uh, Goldberg's uh, uh social media. He's Goldberg and Goldberg Garage on Twitter, Goldberg95 and Goldberg's Garage on Instagram. I'm sure there's lots of cool stuff up there. 
Oh, man. And uh, uh, tune in uh, later this week. By the way, tune in to Shift and Steer, the other podcast I do with my buddies, uh, Brad Fanshawe and Aaron Hagar. We're going to talk about the Infinity Q60 Red Sport and a bunch of other things as well. So, um, all right. So, guys, until next time, uh, thanks for listening. And keep the air and the spare and the bag and the wheel. Be good, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.